Now, Genesis chapter 37 here, read a couple of verses, and I'm going to preach for a while. Uh, and the story here, uh, of course, uh, Joseph uh, had his dreams and uh, told his brothers his dreams, uh, the corn bowing down to him on the moon and all that stuff, and uh, bowing down to him. Had his different dreams. Brothers didn't like it, but anyhow, they were out then uh, taking care of the sheep. And uh, Joseph's dad sent him out to take food to his brothers. And as they saw him coming, in verse 19, they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come, and, uh, come now, therefore, and let us slay him, they said, and cast him into some pit, and we will say some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. I want to preach to you tonight about dreaming. Heavenly Father, I pray you'd be with us today and tonight. Thank you for the services. Pray you'd be with preacher as he comes later tonight. Pray now, though, that you'd guide my mind and lead and direct my words. Pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to hearts while I speak to ears, and that you'd do a work in lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, youth, you know, you're young. You're young people. You have dreams. You have ideas, and maybe not necessarily uh, dreams of exactly, you're not sure exactly what you want to do. But everybody, you know, when you're young, I mean, the future's in front of you. What am I going to be? What's going to work out in my life? And uh, all of us have dreams, again, especially when you're young. You've got a lot of dreams. And uh, dreams are good, and goals, and ideas, and things like that. I think if I asked most of you, what would you like? What would you be dreaming about? What would make your life successful? Uh, certainly you, and maybe even people in the world. One of the things uh, they would say, well, let's see. Uh, as a teenager, I'm dreaming. I'd like to dream about a good marriage. Uh, I'd like to be happily married and have a mate that would love me and that I could love and uh, we could care for each other and go through life together. I'd, I'd like to dream about a good marriage. Uh, I'd like to dream about a good family. I, I think, again, if I asked you, you'd say, well, yeah, you know, like good marriage, good family. Those would be things I want. Uh, some of you would add in there, I guess uh, many, some would, certainly in the world, they would say I'd like to have a lot of money. Uh, you know, if I just could dream of anything I wanted in life, uh, I'd have good marriage, good family, and we'd be wealthy. And, uh, you know, live in a big house up on the hill or whatever and have uh, everything we want. We'd have plenty of money. And uh, maybe some of you here tonight would say that. Others of you might say, well, I don't necessarily want to be rich, but I would like to have plenty. Uh, I'd like to have enough, anyhow, you know, where I didn't have to worry about things. I could uh, kind of just get along and uh, everything be okay. I'd like to have plenty of money. Maybe uh, like be respected in the community would be a thing that young people would dream of. And uh, some folks go into uh, politics and government and different things like that for, uh, you know, esteem there, what they would uh, like to have in the community. And uh, I don't know, I'd like, what are you thinking about? I'd like challenge you tonight to dream not just about what you would dream for yourself. wonder what God would dream for you. What if you ask God, God, what would your dreams be for my life? I think some of it would overlap. I think if you ask God, certainly, what would your dreams be for a 
15-year-old uh, young man, young lady, uh, anywhere in the world, God would say, uh, well, one of the things I'd like is for him to get saved. You know, I mean, certainly I think that'd be on the top of God's list, and uh, most of us uh, here, if not all of us, uh, would say, well, I got that one checked off, already been saved. You only get saved one time. And uh, so I got that one checked off. I've, uh, but anyhow, God certainly would dream that everybody would get saved. He'd have a dream for your life that you would live clean and right and, uh, you know, try and li you know, live clean and right. I think God's dream for your life, if you're saved and living clean and right, would include that you'd be a soul winner. I mean, God loves lost people more than we do. I mean, I, I get excited when I lead somebody to the Lord, and I mean, it's just, it's always a thrill to think there was somebody that was on their way to hell, and now they're on their way to heaven, and I, but usually, often it's somebody I don't know. And uh, last weekend, my wife and I were out visiting on a bus route, and we were able to lead a seventh grade girl to the Lord. And uh, didn't, I mean, I didn't really know her, but I was, I was happy somebody got saved. And I've been praying that God would let me see somebody saved. And, uh, you know, and so I was excited. But Jesus loved her so much, he died for her. Can you imagine how excited Jesus was when she got saved? And, uh, I mean, I got excited when my dad got saved after, 30, after about 25, 30 years of praying for him. And he finally got saved. I mean, it was my dad. I was, that was more exciting to me than a seventh grade girl that I didn't know. Can you imagine how excited Jesus gets when everybody get, anybody gets saved? But anyhow, I think certainly God's dream for you would include uh, being saved and living clean and being a soul winner. God's dream for you certainly would include a good marriage. In most cases, God's will is for some people to remain single. But in general, most of you, God would dream of a good marriage for you with the right partner where you'd get married pure and uh, live for God as a family, have a good family. And so some of God's dreams for you and your dreams for you are going to, a lot of it's going to overlap. Now, when it comes to the money part, I'm not sure that's really in God's dreams for you. God says, uh, you know, don't worry about that. Money shouldn't be a part of your dreams. God says, just, you know, I think if you ask God, what are your dreams for my life? God would say to you, well, you know, the money part, just, I mean, that's just not an issue. Don't worry about it. Matter of fact, I'll supply all your needs through my riches and glory by Christ Jesus, Philippians 4.19. So you don't have to worry about money or dream about money. or try. Now, I believe in working. I believe in working hard. I believe in a budget. I believe in paying your bills. And all of those things, I mean, by and large, the Bible does say if any man wouldn't work, he shouldn't eat. And, and uh, generally, when I pray for money at times in my life, when I've uh, been running low and I needed more money, I prayed for money, God generally sends me work. That seems to be out. I, I mean, I, but on the other hand, you know, pretty much God says, as you read the Bible, God says, don't worry about money. I'm going to take care of that. And uh, I mean, doesn't he? If, if you got a call from a millionaire said, I just want you to do right, certain, don't worry about your bills, I'll take care of your bills, we'd say, oh, good, I don't have to worry about money. What if that millionaire changes his mind? What if his stocks go through the floor? What if 
What if I got better promise than that? I've got God that says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Again, I believe in working and budgets and all that. I teach personal finance class. But money isn't a big, you know, that, that's not a goal of life. Not wrong to have it. Not wrong to have minimal. But God does promise to meet our needs. And uh, so I think, you know, in terms of you're thinking of goals of your life or dreams of your life, money really, if you're talking to God about it, wouldn't be a part of the whole equation. I'm just going to do what God's dream is for me and find myself fulfilling God's needs, dreams for my life, and God's going to take care of my bills as I work and, you know, all those things. Now, talking about being respected in the community, I guess if you're looking for God's dreams for you, that one you may lose out on. Because, according to Matthew 5.11, you may be reviled and persecuted and lied about, and men may say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. But I know, what do you expect? Jesus was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Isaiah 53.3. So if he was despised and rejected of men, why would I expect that everybody's going to love me? And I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I just, uh, that's not a part of my dream. I, I like people to like me, but my goal isn't to be liked or respect. My goal is to do what's right. I think Brother Dallas or somebody said already, I really only have please one person. That's him. If I please him, I'm, that's going to take care of pleasing my wife and family. But take, if I please him, that's going to take care of doing what's right. That's, I mean, that's going to take care of a whole lot. But as you set off in life, I'd like to challenge you tonight, not necessarily to worry about your dreams and what your dreams would be for you, but think about what God's dreams are for you. I mean, you may wind up having to choose between having a lot of money here and being rich here or being rich there. Now, if you get rich here, again, nothing wrong with having money. And, uh, you know, it's okay, but it ain't going to last. I mean, if it does last till you die, you know, another, in your case, 60, 70, 80 years. You say, oh, yeah, that's a long time, Brother Jorgensen. Well, it is and it isn't. But in light of eternity, it's nothing. I'd rather be rich there than rich here. I'd rather work for something that's going to have eternal value there than something that's going to Decay and rot and thieves break through and steal and moth and rust will corrupt. I mean, don't want to work to put money into a bag with holes. And any place you put your money in this earth is a bag with holes because when you leave, it's going out. I mean, they ain't stuff it in your casket, but it isn't going with you. You know, they it just you may have to choose between being respected here and respected there. Uh, why don't you dream of being used to God? Why don't you dream of having God's will fulfilled in your life? John 12, 24 and 25 says, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Dr. Lee Robertson, 
under whose ministry my wife was raised, and I meant to introduce her before I started tonight, but I, you know, my wife is here wearing white vests, sitting row N9. Uh, appreciate her. We celebrate 50 years of marriage this year. Nothing better than a good wife. Good marriage. But uh, my wife's pastor growing up was Dr. <clears throat> was Dr. Lee Robertson. And uh, he used to quote that verse all the time. If it die, but if it die, if it die, if it die, it brings forth much fruit. You got to die. You got to be dead to yourself. And that's what that means. Pretty much once you give up on your dreams and start thinking about God's dreams for your life. God's dreams are going to be better than your dreams. I mean, they just will. Bible says, uh, verse 25 there in John 12, he that loveth his life shall lose it. What does that mean? Well, if I'm trying to, if my life is about me and trying to get for me and get me satisfied and get money for me and position for me and pleasure for me, even pleasures that aren't wrong, but I mean, you know, it, it's all about me. You're going to get the end of your life. It'll be gone. It'll be lost. It'll be worthless. You'll be empty and lonely. You have nothing to show for it. But on the other hand, if you live for God, Luke 9, 24 says, you know, he that saveth his life shall lose it if you're saving. But he that lose, if you lose it for my sake, the same shall save it. When you live for God, it just turns out good. Life, isn't a, life is about doing what God wants you to do. Life is about doing what you ought to do, not what you feel like you'd like to do. When I was a little bit older than you, probably a freshman, sophomore in secular college, and I wasn't right with God when I went there, and nobody, but I didn't know any better, and nobody told me any different. But anyhow, I heard somebody said, God always gives his best to those who leave the choice up to him. Why don't you look at God and say, you choose, God. Take my grandkids out, used to more when they were little, and say, you know, what do you, what do you want here? Or, what do you, or they'll come in and say, could you get me? And sometimes they say, you pick, Grandpa. And you know what? They always got every bit as much as if they had picked on their own. You know, could I have one or two? Uh, you know, they may say or something, I may just pick up a handful and say, here. Because I love them. You know, they, they never lost out by saying, Grandpa, you decide. You know, sometimes they ask for different gifts or this or that. You never lose out by saying, Grandpa, you figure it. You, you get it. Grandma, you decide what I should have. Grandpa and Grandma always a lot more willing to give... <laughs> It just works out good. Why don't you go to God and say, God, you pick for my life. You decide. God always gives his best to those who leave the choice up to him. Now, God may give you what you want if you go to him and ask for it and ask for it. I mean, Israel got a king and other things where they just kept asking and bugging and bugging. Finally, God said, okay. But it wasn't the best. Why don't you decide... God, I want you to, I want to just do what you want me to do. 
you know, it, it just in here, thinking about an illustration, I guess, I, moving to Kentucky, I've enjoyed Kentucky basketball. And uh, you know, this season hadn't been so good. Worst record in 100 years or whatever. I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it, we're, we're not real good a lot of games. Once in a while, they play well. I heard Coach Calipari, our basketball coach, University of Kentucky, they were interviewing him uh, off-season, talking about his life and coaching and things like that. And he said, you know, after a while, all the trophies, the accolades, Hall of Fame, championships, after a while it just kind of all runs together. But if you can take a young man out of a poor neighborhood, with no hope and future in his life, and you can help him fulfill his dream. And what he's talking about there is getting to the NBA and becoming a multimillionaire and all kinds. But if you can help him fulfill his dream and change his destiny here on earth and the destiny of his family, then you're a dream filler. And how big is that? And I thought as he said that, I thought, you know, hey... I want to be a dream filler. I want to help college students fulfill their dreams of doing a work for God. I want to help college students go out and build churches and ministries and establish good families and homes. I mean, yeah, I want to be a dream filler. But then I thought, you know, I don't want to just help them fulfill their dreams for their life. I want to help them fulfill God's dreams for their life. And that's a thousand times better than fulfilling your dreams for your life. I mean, what does God want for you? I like to share a little bit. Not, a, not sure quite how, but I'm talking about dreams and my dreams for this country. I'd like to see a church in every little city and town. I'd like to see a bunch of churches in big cities. You know, you take Lexington, 350,000 people or something in here. We ought to be able to support at least seven independent, fundamental, King James, soul winning, separated, bus running Pre standard preaching Baptist churches, I mean, 50,000 people, and get out into little hamlets and boroughs and country areas. I w I, my dream would be that there'd be an independent fundamental church with a man of God preaching the King James Bible close enough that everybody in this country would have a place to go to one. I'd like to see soul winners going up and down every street. I'd like to see somebody present the gospel at every door. I'd like to see an old rickety bus running up and down every street, every ghetto street in the poor neighborhoods, every street and middle class and out in the countries and the highways and the hedges. I'd like to see every kid in this country get offered a church balloon this week. Piece of bubble gum. Hamburger. Somebody said, Brother Jorgensen, you shouldn't give them things to come to church. You forgot to tell Jesus that. You know, Matthew gave his friends a whole dinner if they'd come. I mean, that was his promotion, I guess. He got saved. He wanted to get the gospel to his friends. He said, all of you come over. We're going to have a big dinner, and I got a special speaker for the big dinner. Jesus showed up and brought the message. So I guess if he thought it was okay for Matthew to offer his friends a whole dinner, it might be okay for me to give him a piece of bubble gum or a hamburger or a 
50-cent little toy. I mean, I'd like to have everybody, every kid in this country that some of them don't know their dad or minimal contact with their dad and their mother's out running around all over the place. Have a bus worker or a Sunday school teacher come by and say, Mary, Billy, Jesus loves you and we loves you. Jesus died for you. Wouldn't you like to trust him as Savior? I'd like to see buses running all over. I'd like to hear have big cities, small city churches, a man of God that would thunder and preach the word of God like it's been preached this week without apology, without fear. Preach standards, preach right and wrong, preach soul winning, preach commitment to God. And I've given my life to try and train young men and young women to go out and build churches and run bus routes and teach Sunday school classes, give the Word of God to people and win souls. And it's been a wonderful life. God's dream for you is bigger than your dream. I mean, it's better than your dream. I mean, sometimes my grandkids may say, boy, Grandpa, that's more than I thought I was going to get. You always look at God and say, boy, this is better than I thought it was going to be. We get to serve him here, and sometime we move over there and serve him there. Families reunited. Brother Fugit mentioned, uh, didn't give the name, my secretary, Miss Rich, and her dad moved to heaven during the night last night. She got word this morning. and said, when did you find out? I was by, we had, my wife and I were, we had prayer with her and talked with her this afternoon. She said, found out 9.22. Dad, a wonderful Christian man. Served God all his life. Mostly, basically a layman, but worked with preachers and planting several churches. Serving God. He got to heaven. I don't think he said, boy, I wish I wouldn't have given my life to serve God. I wish I'd have dabbled more in sin. I, I, it's, just, it's a great life serving God. Dream of something bigger than you. Big, dream of God using you. Dream God use me. Dream of hearing, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. I don't know how God wants to use you. And God has different plans for all of us. I just want God to use me. And I, I don't. Your dream ought to be, God, use me. And when I was 15 or 18 or 25, as far as that goes, I had no idea I was going to wind up being a Bible college administrator. There's no way I could have known what God wanted me to do with my life when I was 20 years old. But I knew I wanted God to serve. I, wa I knew I wanted to serve God. I knew I wanted him to use me. I knew I had to stay clean. I knew I needed training. I, I knew, and... Uh, Maybe God will use you as a pastor, maybe an evangelist, maybe a layman, bus worker, soul winner, maybe a teacher in a Christian school, maybe a mother, maybe a dad. Bus worker, I think I already mentioned, maybe a soloist. I know that isn't how God wants to use me. <laughs> I 
You didn't say amen to that tonight. Anyhow, I appreciate that. Maybe a youth director, maybe a choir director. I don't know how God wants to use you. And be honest with you, at 15 years of age or 18 years of age, you probably don't either. But your dream ought to be, God, I want you to use me. Give me, you know, you pick, God. Now, in between that, then I've got to be clean. I've got to be holy. You ought to work for God today. You ought to serve God today. I mean, I'm glad that two teenage girls, or young ladies anyhow, went by Grandma Broadus's house 27 years ago looking for bus kids, found an older lady, invited her to church. She came and the family got saved. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that probably went home and thought, well, it wasn't a very good day. Didn't sign up any new bus kids. Not much happened. And you know, when you go, you never know what you're accomplishing when you serve God, but you can do that this week. Regardless, I mean, God wants you to prepare. That's why, I mean, I just, I believe in Bible college. So, Brother Jordanson, you're trying to get us all to come to your college. Uh, I want you to do God's will. But you do a whole lot worse than coming to Commonwealth Baptist College, I will say that. That won't change my life. I don't get a raise for every person I get. I don't get a bonus. As far as that goes, if our enrollment goes up next year, all that means is I've got more work. I, I mean, my salary say either way. I'm going to be one of the last ones cut if we start cutting payroll. I ought to be, if I want to be lazy, I ought to be praying Lord, that our enrollment go down. Or just go retire. I'm old enough to do that. But for your sake, you do a whole lot worse in your life than go to a Bible college like ours or come to ours. And prepare and say, God, whatever you want, I'm ready to do it. A year in Bible college at least, graduate. You know, again, be like Isaiah. Lord, here am I. Send, you know, send me. God says, whom shall I send? Who will go for me? You read, I've read that chapter again and again. I can't find anywhere where God said to Isaiah specifically, I want you. Until after God says, whom shall I send and who will go for me? And Isaiah says, here am I, send me. And then God says, okay, here's what I want you to do. Because that's the way I read the chapter. Unless maybe you got a different Bible, maybe it's a different order. But that's the way it shows up where I read. And uh, it doesn't matter your background. God's promises are for everybody. Everything you need to do what God wants you to do is available to you. God's promises are to everybody. Your background doesn't make a whole lot of difference. David was simple and a country background and he sinned with Bathsheba and then he had Uriah murdered and God used David. Moses was raised in a sophisticated wealth of Egypt in the, king's, in the Pharaoh's house. Totally different than David, a little old shepherd out in the country. And God used Moses. You know, Moses got mad, and, and uh, anyhow, uh, Paul was raised in the middle of false religions, certainly wasn't raised in a fundamental church. I mean, he was out killing Christians, and God used Paul. And then you look at Joseph, we've been talking about, as you read the Bible, there is not one sin recorded against Joseph. One of the few people, if not the only one, that has much content about him written in the Bible, well, there's, nothing, there's not a sin recorded against him. 
Now, he was a human being, and I'm sure he sinned, but it didn't get recorded. I mean, he was the kid that just always did everything right, and God used Joseph. So, I mean, your background doesn't matter. It's, uh, it's, do you want God to use you? Your personality doesn't matter. Peter was impetuous and rough. Andrew was quiet and the organizer. And, uh, you know, Andrew a little more like me. John had a tender spirit and a tender heart. He was an apostle that wept and so on. And God used all of them. Gideon was afraid, uh, hiding out in the, behind, the mulberry, behind the bushes in there and trying to, I mean, he was afraid. And then when you read, you read uh, Judges 6, I believe it is, talking about his army and started out with 32,000 and God said, that's too many, that you'll get the glory for it yourself. The soldiers will, I want to get the glory for me. Let's get rid of the ones that are scared. It got down to 10,000. God said, that's still too many. We'll get it down to 300. And God did it. What Gideon that did it? You may look at it and say, well, I don't think I could plant or build a church. But if God wants you to, you can. You may say, well, I don't think I could teach in a Christian school. But if God wants you to, you can. You may think, I couldn't win souls. I know God wants you to do that, so I know you can. You can do what God wants you to do. Jeremiah wept as he preached. Ezekiel thundered. Jonathan Edwards used to read his sermons, hardly looking up. Billy Sunday, they say, would look at his notes just briefly as he ran by the pulpit, spent most of the sermon just running up and down the platform, and every once in a while he'd get close enough to the pulpit to see the note, and that'd remind him of the next point, and he'd keep going. And God used Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Jonathan Edwards and Billy Sunday, and God will use you. The only reason God isn't going to use you if you say, God, I'm not available. But if you say, God, I'm available, use me, God will use you. God has something for you to do, and he, wants, he, wants, he just wants you to do it. You ought to prepare, you ought to come to Bible college. You ought to just decide, God, I want you to use me. The Christian life is the best life in the world. Amen. And again, some people, I think I said a time or two already in here, you know, friends, relatives, I have college students tell me, well, you know, why would you waste your life going to Bible college? Why would you waste your life going into ministry? There's no real money in that. My answer is, why would you waste your life trying to make money? Why would you waste your life putting your money into something that is just going to last a few years? You know, everybody would tell you if you're making money investments, they'd say, well, no, you want to invest for the long run, not the short run. The long run is serving God. Why would you waste your life just trying to make money? I want to spend my life serving God and working for eternal riches. Where the, it, it just it lasts forever. All you need to do what God wants you to do is available to you. I don't know how God wants, you to, wants to use you, but I know He does. You want to spend your life serving Him. Don't turn aside for the pleasures of this world and you know, even the ones that aren't wrong. I mean, if you made it to the NBA and I saw a few of the games, none of you are going to. 
But if you made it to the NBA, when you stand before God, what's that? I mean, again, it's not wrong to play basketball. But what I do for Christ is going to last. What I do for basketball isn't. The same thing with football or a job at Toyota or a job at whatever. And you may need to work at Toyota and we've got wonderful laymen in our church that work secular jobs and serve God. But what you do for God is what's going to matter. You want to serve Him. You want to put Him first in your life. You want, to, you want to live for God today. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the challenge of serving you. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you. Help the young people here tonight to take the long look, to not worry about today or this week or this year, or the next 10, 20 years, but look at eternal values. Help us to live each day unto Jesus with eternity's values in view. Help us to serve you, we pray. God, speak to these. Don't let them throw their life away in a pursuit of sinful pleasure or even a pursuit of pleasure that in and of itself isn't sinful, but has no eternal value. Help them to live for you and to know the joy of anticipating heaven. The joy of standing before you and hearing you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Help them to live that way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.